shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Young or old, male or female, student or professional. If you've ever faced a deadline in your life, you know the alert of procrastination. Due dates always seem to defy the clock, bombarding us relentlessly. The quest to use our time most effectively is a universal struggle. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today the theme for our show is time management. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. We have a fantastic program in store for you today as we discuss some strategies that you can employ in your daily life to make the most of your time. Time is precious, and no one knows that better than our first guest today, Pema Donio. Pema Donio is a coffee-fueled college student by day and a creative writer by night. She currently lives in sunny Southern California, where any temperature less than 70 degrees is freezing and flip-flops never go out of season. As a current sophomore at Claremont McKenna, she's still working on mastering that delicate balance between finishing homework, meeting publisher deadlines, and college. Pema's debut... Pema's debut novel, The Innocent Assassins, is a thriller-slash-romantic suspense published by Astria Press. Her second novel, One Last Letter, is a Western historical romance published by Crimson Romance. In The Innocent Assassins, after a murder mission goes wrong a month before her 18th birthday, covert operatives assassin Jane Liu finds herself caught by the federal government and forced to spy for the CIA while remaining in the covert operatives. She leaks information to the CIA, but when her identity as a double agent for the CIA is discovered within covert operatives, she must decide where her allegiance and her heart truly lies. In Pema's other book, One Last Letter, Evelyn Lancaster turned her back on her love for ranch hand Jesse Greenwood when she was 16 to pursue a career and marry into wealth that could save her father's struggling ranch. Now 23, she works hard to keep the property afloat, but no suitor has stirred her heart the way Jessie did. After her father falls ill, she needs all the help she can get to keep the ranch running. Evelyn and the newly wealthy Jessie cross paths again later, and they must work together to save Evelyn's family legacy while dealing with their painful past and mysterious love letters that emerge. It's all quite fascinating, and as you can imagine, we are so excited to welcome Pema to the show today. So without further ado, here she is. Hi, Pema. Hi. 
So I just want to start off with asking, what is your writing process normally like? Um, because I love writing as well, and I do a little bit of creative writing, and I know that it really um, depends on how you are as a writer, and it varies from person to person. So what is your process like? I think everyone has a different sort of writing routine. Um, lately in the morning and college, I'm able to write before classes start, after breakfast, before the gym, that one special time where like I'm by myself and I have time to get down all my thoughts. Um, normally in terms of writing process, I'll have an idea. Drafting it doesn't take me very long. I usually finish a manuscript, I think, in around like a month to two months because I just write like crazy. <laughs> and then the editing process is what takes me forever. So that can take months afterward. Wow. So, I mean, you, you're a really unique case because you're a college student and you're such a successful writer. What have you learned about time management balancing the two? Definitely you need to learn what is important to you because I think time is just a resource like anything else. Time is something that you only have so much of. So whether you're going to dedicate that to writing or homework, you have to figure out how much time to allocate to each one. Um, in college, it's a bit different just because there's not a set time for school, there's not a set time for work. You just have to find a way to juggle everything in between. Um, and then in writing, you need to learn how to make time for it. It's all about what you value. And if you value something, you're going to be able to make time for it. What's the best piece of advice that you've heard about time management? I think the best piece of advice I've heard is to make time for what you love. And when you make that time, set, set it aside for yourself every day. So for me, for me, it's writing. And that's an hour every day, usually between 9 to 10 a.m., where I can just get down all my thoughts and I can write down my story. And that's something I stick by every day, just like it's a class. And so that's something I know and I can look forward to it every day. Right, right. And as you journey through college, while being a writer, I'm sure you're really evolving, not only in your writing style, but also in the way that you're managing writing in college. So what do you think that you've learned about time management now that maybe you wish you would have known a year ago? Oh, definitely taking everything into consideration. It's very helpful to have a planner. <laughs> when I started college, I thought I could balance everything, my classes, my homework, my writing assignments, all like in my head for some reason. I still have friends who do that now. They don't have planners. But definitely, I would have told myself a year ago to stick to a planner. Um, I have one, especially for my work and for my writing, and then one for my schoolwork. So I'm able to see both and compare both to see how I can balance the time and deadlines. So obviously you are a super busy person. So are you able to find the time to write every single day or are you only able to do it on school breaks? Happened during school breaks. I think The Innocent Assassins was written the summer before I started college. One Last Letter was mainly written the summer after my freshman year of college. And now over winter break, I wrote another novel. So <laughs> we'll see where that one goes. Um, Mainly, I try to stick to a writing schedule every day, but the majority of my writing does happen during breaks. And I think that's so helpful. Also, for any other teen writers listening, definitely take advantage of all your school breaks. That's the uninterrupted time you have in between all your assignments to really develop your story and edit whatever manuscript you're working on. And then just tinker with it during the school year, but don't neglect your schoolwork. Um, just learn how to balance the two. Wow, I think it's so incredible that you were writing a novel before you even officially began college. That is amazing. And 
as Caitlin mentioned, she loved to write. I love to write. But I think there's a difference between writing and actually breaking into the publishing industry. So what was the publishing process like for you as a young person? Was it different than what you expected or? Uh, yeah, I definitely had to learn to start from scratch. <laughs> um, I know some other people start out their careers with agents. Some people go through college. They go through MFA programs. Some people know agents or editors. And they're able to have a connection there. Otherwise, for most writers, it's cold calling through queries, either through email or some people go to conferences and try to pitch it to them. Um, for me, I knew I wanted something that would give me flexibility and I knew that I wanted to start writing and see my name in print <laughs> and to be able to call myself an author. That was really big for me. I think it's a, such a huge step just to be able to have that first work out as well. Mm -hmm. Astrea Press was a wonderful, they're a digital first publisher. So they mainly focus on ebooks and then Crimson Romance does print on demand and ebooks as well. Um, I'm working on branching into different genres. I know I've touched on thriller. I've touched on historical. Currently working on contemporary. So we'll see where that goes. That's really cool. So your two books are in different genres. One is a thriller and the other is a historical romance. What do your novels have in common? Strong heroines. I'd say that I think it's very important to have a firm female character not only to add more out there into the already existing world of there's the Hunger Games, there's Divergent, we're getting all these awesome female heroines that are just emerging into both the literary and movie screens. And I think that my books add to that world and also for any other girls reading them, they can see the heroines and say that I want to be like this girl, Evelyn Lancaster in One Last Letter, she sticks up for her farm and she decides that she's going to help save her ranch. Um, in The Innocent Assassins, Jane Liu is, of course, a female spy and she's also very interested in being able to do everything the guys can do in covert operatives. She can defeat all the villains. She can battle anything. That is really cool. So how do you develop characters like Jane and Evelyn? It, it, are, do these come from people that you know? or Some of them do, <laughs> but just characteristics, not actually based mm -hmm. on people. But I'll see other people and I'll think, she's so strong, I want to be able to write a character that speaks to this. Um, or I'll see other movies and other books and I'll be able to get inspiration from the plots oh. and I'll think this is a characteristic that I also want my character to have. Um, I try to flesh out the characters so I imagine them as real people and to be able to talk to them and say, what would you do in this situation? <laughs> that is so great. Well, thank you very, very much, Pema, for sharing all of your experiences with us and giving us a richer understanding of both the writing process and how to balance your time. During the break, be sure to learn more about Pema and her work on her website, at pemadonio.wordpress.com. The books are called The Innocent Assassins and One Last Letter, and they are fascinating reads. I'm Hannah Hundle. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. Also, please check out our radio site at expressyourselfteamradio.com to see photos, descriptions, links, and more. Stick around for our next segment as we continue our conversation. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. 
tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. You are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today our show is all about time management. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. To aid our efforts in exploring this topic, we're overjoyed to be welcoming the amazing Olivia Sanabia to the show today. (laughs) We're so excited to have you here. Um, Olivia is a breakout star on the brand new Amazon series, Just Add Magic. Based yes. on the, it is so fascinating because it's based on the childhood book, Just Add Magic by Cindy Callaghan. And the 12-year-old young star, you, portrays the lead role of a loving heart of gold and sweet baker named Kelly, who, with her two friends, discovers her grandmother's cookbook. Yes. That's great. And to their surprise, recipes like the Keep em Quiet Cobbler silences her little brother and the Hepsberry Tart puts a curse on a mean girl. That's so fun. The series follows the adventures of Kelly and her friends as they navigate the cookbook and learn the ins and outs of the magical recipes, friendship, and boys. Olivia has also been singing, which is so cool, since the age of two and very quickly got into musical theater and could be seen in the productions of Annie, Fiddler on the Roof, Anastasia, and Susical the Musical. She's done over 25 commercials and could be seen in television series such as Nickelodeon, Sam and Cat, Nikki, Ricky, Dickie, and Dawn, Extant with Halle Berry, and Cartoon Network's Incredible Crew. Upcoming projects for Olivia include the independent film The Secret Life of Me, where she portrays an abuse victim, and the independent film Day Six, where she portrays an 11-year-old psychic. Olivia, you are talented, a hard worker, passionate, and productive, and we couldn't be more thrilled that you're on the show today. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We, the pleasure is all ours. So how have you been? I've been great. I've been lots of auditioning, working, a lot, lots going on right now. So what's been going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've just been keeping busy as well. Um, so our first question, we wanted to know where you're originally from because uh, we think you, you live in LA now, right? Yes, I do. I live just outside LA and I've, I've lived in California just outside of LA my whole life. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, that yeah is I so love it here. Cool. Uh, it's wonderful. So how did you get into acting? Well, um, like you said, when I was two, I started singing, and then I became interested in musical theater. So after doing musical theater for a bunch of years, I 
I became super interested in the business and I was like, this is what I want to do. And I've been doing it ever since. So it seems like you've been able to have a very um, diverse career so far. So what's been your favorite project that you've worked on? Um, well, that's a hard question because I've been <laughs> so blessed to work on every everything that I have. But um, it's been super fun and uh, special to work on just to have magic. Um, such amazing people that I worked with and such a cute story and such an amazing character that I got to play. And um, also when I worked on Nikki, Ricky, Dickie and Don, it was such <laughs> a fun experience and I made good friends and it was a great, it was so much fun. Wow, wow. So you've got this new Amazon series called Just Add Magic. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that because we gave a brief summary, but of course we can't do justice to it because what attracted you to the story and this character? Well, like you said, it was based on the book by Cindy Callahan. And, and so immediately when I read the script, I was like, I love it. And so it's about, it's about, um, uh, Kelly Quinn, who I play, and her two BFFs, Darby and Hannah, and they stumble upon her grandma's secret recipe book, and they decide to bake it, and they discover that they have the power of magic. So they, the recipes, they bake all these different kinds of crazy recipes, and um, it's very fun story and fun characters. And my character, Kelly Quinn, is, I think she's an awesome kid. So talking about your character, Kelly, do you think that you're anything like her? Yes, I actually think in some ways that I am like her. Um, we both love baking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then we both have a little brother. And um, I think we're both kind of that all-American girl sort of thing. And... And then there's reasons that I hope to be like Kelly because she's smart, she has a heart of gold, and she is she's athletic and and down to earth and and just a great kid all around. Yeah, yeah. So you're a little bit like Kelly, as you mentioned, but yes. when you get scripts about any character, how do you really become that character? What's your process like? Well, there's um, there's a lot of things in the process of breaking down a character and becoming the character. Um, I have to find substitutions, meaning that I have to take his something in the script may not have happened to me, but mm. I have to find something where I have the same feeling for or something similar and replace it. Mm -hmm. So that's where you have to kind of have to start when you're becoming that character. That is really, really fascinating. Um, and I think it's so neat that you've been able to, to work on this amazing Amazon, you know, just said magic. So um, who do you think has been some of your biggest acting influences? It could be some of your favorite actors or actresses or directors. Who do you look up to? Um, well, I would say that I definitely look up to Jennifer Lawrence because um, acting is a portrayal of life, so it has to obviously be honest. And in all of Jennifer Lawrence's work, like, she shows complete honesty, and that's what I really admire about her. Mm -hmm. And also, um, Bailey Madison, I really look up to her because 
first of all, she's a great actress and, <laughs> and she's so kind and, and she's a spokesgirl for Alex's Lemonade Stand, which is a foundation um, for cancer research, which I hope someday to become involved with because it's so amazing. And, and I think Bailey Madison is amazing as well. Yeah, that's great. And you mentioned that one quality you love about Jennifer Lawrence is her honesty and staying true to yourself. Yes. I would imagine that when you're finding different scripts and different things that you want to be a part of, you really want to stay true to yourself as you take on different roles. Yes, you do. Um, You always want to put your signature on your work, meaning like the character still, it has to, it's not you, but it has to have a little, a little, you have to mark your signature on your scripts. You have to give a little bit of yourself. Yes, yes. So when you get sent lots of different kinds of scripts from agents, do you do you completely choose what you want to do or do they advise you? Because obviously you want to have your say in there and make sure that you can put that signature on that character. Yes, yes. So when I get a script, I look it over and then decide. And then I look it over and then I, I think, what what can I put on to, to make this my own? And sometimes I... Um, Sometimes, you know, the character is far off of where I am, like, as a person. So I have to, like, make my way and find, like, with the substitutions and with putting my signature on, I have to, like, find my way back mm-hmm. uh, to myself, but still staying where the character is, but still marking my signature, as I like to say. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And it's so great that you've been able to book all of these jobs and, you know, be continuing to have such a diverse career. So how Thank is your you. family? and <laughs> You're welcome. So how has your family and friends been reacting to all of your success? Well, they are, everybody is so supportive and I'm so blessed for each one of my family members and my friends. They are amazing and they've supported me every step of the way. And And uh, my friends think it's pretty cool that I'm in these kind of things. So it's really cool to see their reactions. And I'm like, oh, I'm in this. And they're like, what? (laughs) So um, everybody's very supportive and loving and amazing. So I'm very blessed. That's wonderful. And I I remember you mentioned that you had a younger brother. And I think you actually have three siblings, right? I do. I do. That's right. I have an older sister, I have a younger sister, and then a younger brother just like Kelly. Uh, are any of them involved in acting as well? Um, they are not, so it's just me and the family. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. Yep. So what advice would you give to young people who maybe do want to get involved in acting? Oh, I would say definitely to never give up. That is the main thing is to never give up because it gets discouraging. But if it's what you love to do, you will succeed. So that's the main thing is to never give up no matter how hard it gets. If you love it, then it'll somehow work its way out and you'll succeed. That's awesome. Thank you very much, Olivia, for coming on the program. You've got a bright, bright future ahead of you. We know you're going big places and we wish you all the best. Thank you so much. And um, for people listening, I just wanted to make sure, I'm sure you guys would love Just Add Magic. You guys can check it out right now on Amazon for 
free. It's absolutely free. And all you do, you click on Amazon, click the pilots, you click on Just Sad Magic, you watch it, you rate it, and you review. So the more rates we get, we might be able to turn it into a series. And I bet all you guys would like to see a next episode because I know I would. So <laughs> please make sure to check it out. That is right. It is called Just Add Magic. Check it out. And also to keep up with Olivia, check out her Twitter, uh, Olivia Sanabia, and her Instagram, which is also at Olivia Sanabia. Thank you so much. I'm Hannah Hundle. Thank and you. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And during the break, please visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com and our charity site at btsya.org. Stick around for our next segment as we continue our conversation. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World? It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Hannah Hundle. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. So far today, we've been able to speak with two very busy ladies who are clearly pros at time management. It's a skill that's so necessary and one that we're always learning and improving on. I can definitely attest to the importance of time management from my own experiences of trying to balance high school with running a charity, which could be a little overwhelming at times. But I learned that all you really need is just the support of friends and family and being able to have a great handy-dandy planner. Um, and that's really what's been able to get me through. That's great. And, you know, you, you have high school, you have your charity, but it's not just that. I mean, with your charity, you've gone to so many heights with it. I know you went on the Steve Harvey show even. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure so many opportunities keep opening up for you. You mentioned having a planner, but I'm sure there's other ways that really help you balance time. What are they? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think um, a lot of the times with the charity, um, I can't take all the credit for it. You know, we do have volunteers um, who come in and are scheduled for certain days because in the very beginning, you know, I was there um, running the whole place um, almost every single day, several hours, and that could get a little bit crazy. Um, <laughs> but, you know, as we grew and as we realized, like, wow, this is becoming something more than just me and my mom can handle, um, we you know, had many volunteers come out and now it's gotten to the point where, um, you know, we're not the only ones who are there and 
we're able to actually have volunteers come in and run it without us being there, which is really, really nice. And now with me going to college next year, um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, how will you do it? Because, you know, you might be away. And, um, you know, it's just been great that the organization has been able to grow to the point where it's not so self-sufficient on me. You know, we've okay. been able to get the support of the community and make it work. So I think really just to manage your time is to put trust into other people and to know that because I think that was yeah. my biggest problem at first. I didn't want to, you know, and that I think people have this with everything. Right. Um, when it's something that you're working on, maybe you, you don't want to have to give the responsibility to somebody else. Delegate um, but, it, yeah. Yeah, that, I think that was always my hardest thing. Um, but once I learned to do that, um, it's been smooth sailing. <laughs> right. You can't be a one-woman show. And, you know, as much as I think we try to be, I mean, I try to be as well. Uh, you know, balancing high school with some other projects I'm working on, like writing and some school clubs and all of that. It, it's tempting to want to do it all yourself because I think sometimes we feel like if we delegate responsibilities, we're sort of forsaking them or maybe we're being a little lazy and we think that if we do it ourselves, it, it'll make us feel better. But I think sometimes we confuse being busy with actually being productive and efficient. And delegation yeah. is a huge part of that. Definitely, definitely. I totally agree. And so what are some of the ways that you're able to accomplish everything that you do? Well, one thing that I'm actually working on, and I think I've partly got it down, but it's definitely a work in progress for me, is this idea that I have to learn to say no to something, to, to turn down some opportunities. And I'm, I've always been one of those types of people who has to keep my hands busy and my toes dipped into every possible thing. And Turning down an opportunity, closing off any doors absolutely kills me inside because I, I love getting involved in different things and meeting new people. And so whenever I have to say no to an opportunity, it really does kill me inside. But I've learned that for my personal well-being it, and, and to make sure that I'm doing the best job I possibly can with anything that I get involved with, I really have to understand when I've got too much on my plate and be willing to say thank you, but no thank you at this time. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And you know, and that's such an important thing to recognize. And um, it's definitely something that I've had difficulty with as well because I think um, you know, we're, we're both very similar. We both love to keep busy, and um, you know, when there's these amazing things that are out there. I mean, you only have so many hours in a day. Sometimes it's really hard to pick and choose, especially when you're passionate about such a variety of things. Um, like I'm sure we both are, you know, there's so many things yeah. that I love to do and it's hard to pick and choose sometimes. Um, yeah. and saying no to opportunities is definitely the, the hardest thing, especially <laughs> no like, yeah. yeah, exactly. I remember like my freshman year of high school, I joined like a ridiculous amount of clubs because they all sounded so fun <laughs> and interesting, but I just realized, you know, that I really have to put in quality, not quantity. Um, and you know, if I want to do my best work, um, I can't spread myself so thin. Right. And to the point of quality and emphasis on quality, for me, I'm a very detail-oriented person. I don't like to say perfectionist because there's some sort of a negative connotation associated with that. And, you know, I don't think I'm necessarily striving for perfection, more like progression. But still, I'm really paying attention to details and to small things. And because of that, I fear that sometimes I can just get bogged down in those details and, you know, I don't kind of sit back and look at the bigger picture and realize that maybe if I let this one opportunity pass me by for now, it's really going to be okay. And so I think that's another key to making sure you get it all done is 
just letting some things pass. Yeah, I do agree with that. And um, I don't know if you've ever really experienced it, but I've had a lot of trouble with procrastination. Um, I think a lot of young people have dealt with procrastination. And I don't know what it is, but I just fell into a terrible rut where I was always, always waiting last minute to do things. And it just caused um, so much anxiety and so much stress. I'd be like the night before trying to do an essay or the night before trying to pull together a project. And that's just really not a good working environment. Although right. I do have to say I've done some of my best work under pressure <laughs> just because like, I, I don't know what it is. Sometimes it's like that rush. Right. But, and then um, you think that it'll work the next time around and it doesn't. And that just kind of feeds on this idea that procrastination is yeah, what to do. And totally. And for me, I know, I know those late night struggles and you know, after I, I always tell myself I will learn my lesson and I never do. And I end up staying so late at night and struggling to keep awake sometimes. And what I found, if I can interject a little health with Henna here, because you know oh, yeah, I gotta totally. do that. Some <laughs> things that will help keep you awake, of course, when you're doing those late night procrastination runs. Of course, you know, you can rely on sugar or caffeinated drinks or greasy foods or even foods like bacon to keep you up. But there's some healthy foods I found that'll do the trick just as well. One thing, fill up on fiber. Fiber makes sure that your carbs enter your bloodstream more steadily so you'll have longer lasting energy to get you through that night. And you can get your fiber through things like raisin bran, an apple with the skin, or whole wheat spaghetti. And in addition, eating foods rich in omega-3 fatty acids such as salmon or walnuts or canola oil will also keep your brain cells healthy and you'll be more alert if you do find yourself on those all-nighters. But hopefully you don't because... I mean, I don't understand why we never learn our lessons from procrastination. It's like an evil, a devil that you can never beat. Um, but I, I mean, I'm definitely trying and I hope that I can sort of master it a little bit better before I go to college because I think that's the scary thing because in college, you're kind of on your own. And, you know, I, I still even today, I really balance all my things on my own. But there's just something about living with your parents and that, that sort of makes you stay on track a little bit better, I think. But when you're in college and you can sort of do anything you want to with your time, it's hard to make sure that you're going to classes or keeping up with your papers and you're not getting distracted. Yeah, that's very, very true. I think that sometimes, um, and like you, I think that I am pretty independent and I don't have to have my mom reminding me too much. But once in a while, you know, she will be on my back and asking me about things. And I think sometimes we take that for granted because I know in college I'll probably be like, oh, you know, I wish my mom was here to remind me to do that or, you know, to help me with something. But yeah, I think that the most important thing is just to remember that and it's something that I try to tell myself, too, whenever I'm like, oh, you know, I don't have enough time in a day because that's always like my um, excuse. I just try to tell myself that I have just as many hours in a day as Martin Luther King did and Albert Einstein and Oprah Winfrey and countless others who have accomplished amazing things. I'm like, hey, they had the same time, too. And look at what they were able to do. I shouldn't be complaining about not being able to you know, finish this essay. That's so true. And, and I think it's also a matter of working smarter, not just continuing to plug away at what you've already been doing. Because I think there comes a point in time when you really have to identify what's working and what's not working and just kind of extrapolate and look at the bigger picture and sort of find out what activities are working for you, what things are distracting you, and really weed them out of your life and sort of rearrange your whole scheme that you've got going on there. And I think as we go off to college, that'll be something really important for us to do to make sure we're being effective productive and smart about how we work. 
So this has been a great conversation and I'm so glad that we're able to discuss what works and what doesn't work for us when it comes to time management. And no matter how close we get to becoming masters of time, there are so many ways that we can keep getting better. So during the break, please visit our show's Tumblr page at btsyaradio.tumblr.com and be sure to check out our fun and informative videos on youtube.com forward slash be the star you are. I'm Hannah Hundle. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. Also be sure to visit our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for Be The Star You Are, 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation. to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Hannah Hundle, and our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is time management. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. We are so glad that our awesome social responsibility reporter, Asia Gonzalez, as you guys know, um, she's back, and Asia is the founder of Stinky Feet Girls, her business that sells a fun collection of 1940s-inspired apparel and accessory items. Asia also manages her charity, She Is Worth It, which aims to spread awareness about human trafficking. Asia's a very busy bee and a perfect teen to share her insight on how to get it all done. Hi, Asia. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Hannah. So tell us a little bit about how you manage time better, because... I know that you have this charity, you have this business, and I know that you go on a lot of speaking engagements as well, and you're in high school. So how do you get it all done? A lot of it has to do with prioritizing what you have to get done, because I have my business, as you guys said, um, as you introduced me. I have my charity. I have high school. I'm a senior, so guess what I'm doing right now? I'm doing (laughs) college applications. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm right there with you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Along with, um, right now I have a job just to get in some extra money because I'm looking to buy a car, and I have my family. I have friends. I have a boyfriend, I have schoolwork, and I have all of that. And I've learned to manage my time just by understanding what needs to be done right away. 
Uh, my school has off hours and, you know, as a senior, I don't really have a whole lot of that I need to get done. So I have a lot of off hours and those are just periods in the day where I don't have a class. So I use that to get all my homework done because after school I go to a job and then after the job I have my business to run or I have a YouTube video to film. And one thing that I'm going to do is give tips for how to manage your time and what you need to do to better your time management skills. And a lot of people wonder, you know, is time management a skill that you can learn or is it something you're just good at? Like, are you naturally mm -hmm. born with time management skills? And I think, you know, time management is something you can improve on. Some people are just naturally good at it. But when it comes to managing your time, there's always room for improvement for that. And one thing to understand is there's a, there's just something that you need to keep in your mind. It's what you need versus what you want. You can do what needs to be done so you don't so you don't have to worry about getting it done later, and that way you can do what you want. So it comes down to sacrifice. You save what you want for later for what you need to do right now. And one thing is to have a to-do list and to make a schedule, you know, understand what day or even week, what um, your day or even your week needs to look like, you know, know what events are going on or if there are any days you need to get something in for your classes. And for the to-do to list, you know, have what needs to be done first on the top of your list, you know, even though it's going to take a long time, you can span it out into a couple days or maybe even a couple weeks if that's what needs to happen and you know what's going to take the longest and if it's something that will take longer do it every day that and section it off until you get it done and another thing um is to be focused and motivated you know know what need know that you, when you need to get something done um and when you get it done that you you're able to persist and you're rewarded with free time and you can do what you want without having to worry about what needs to be done. And a lot of people think, you know, oh, if I do blah, 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 just for a little bit, then I'll go back to what I need to get done, no problem. And the problem is, is that why would you put something off when you can finish that one thing that is important and when you're done, you can go do whatever it is you wanted without having to worry about a limit on it. So, like, if you're doing... Um, some studying for a final and you really wanted to go hang out with a friend and you know you needed to study for about two hours and you only studied for one, you know, use those two hours to your advantage, you know, study for those two hours. So then later on, you can go hang out with your friend for the rest of the day. You don't have to worry about coming back home at a certain yeah, time right. period to study. Right, right. And I think to that point, how we mentioned earlier that we're all seniors here and, you know, we've all applied to colleges and still are applying. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it crazy when you really sit down and you write down everything that you do, all of our activities? Because I never even realized oh, yeah. that I do that much. Uh -huh. and, you know, you, you read books like The Row, we're reading it right now in English, and he says, simplify, simplify, simplify your life. And, and, and it's difficult. And sometimes we just kind of want to break free, as you're saying, and go hang out with our friends and put off, push off our work. But I really like how you framed it, this idea that even if you kind of push off your work right now, it's always going to hang over your head. That, that is really mm -hmm. important to consider. Yeah, yeah. And I, I never thought of it like that. Yeah, so like if you get it done really fast, you don't have to worry about having to do it later. It's just a huge relief. And, you know, you got to make sure your friends, your family, and your relationships understand that you have things you need to get done. You know, if your friends ask to hang out, tell them that you need to get something done and know that they may even help you out. You know, you could probably ask them, hey, look, maybe if you help me, I could get this done sooner and then we can go hang out at the mall or go to the movies. I mean, if you have a family gathering, just let them know that you may be late because you have to study for a final for a while. I mean, like, what family member is going to say, no, don't go study? <laughs> so, 
And if you have like a boyfriend or girlfriend who wants to go on a date, let them know that you have to get some homework done for work or school or whatever it is so that you don't have to worry about it later. And you can use that later time to go on a date that you two plan. Like sometimes my boyfriend will be like, hey, you want to go on a date? And I'll be like, actually, I have to get um, a YouTube video done. And then he'll be like, oh, okay, is there any way I can help? And then he'll come and we'll film the video and then we can go do what we planned. So it just, it comes down to planning. Yeah. And I think it's great that you have such supportive friends and family and a boyfriend who is willing to help. Um, Cause I think that sometimes it's hard, like at this age, um, I know I've had difficulty sometimes. Like if I have to tell my friends, you know, sorry, I have to do something with my charity today or I have to go mm-hmm. speak somewhere. Like sometimes um, they don't quite understand that. Cause it's not yeah. like saying, Oh, I, I have to go to the sports game. Cause, cause you know, I'm like an athlete. Like they, you know, it's, it's different. Like sometimes they're not able to relate as much, um, Yeah, but yeah. overall though, you know, I think just explaining it, um, has really helped. It's a really helpful thing. You know, it's, it is hard sometimes. And sometimes when you tell your friends, Oh, sorry, I have to do a radio show, like, or <laughs> I have to go do yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's funny. One of my friends yeah. just texted me right now and he's like, why aren't you replying to my text messages? And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm on the radio. And I think the <laughs> thing for all three of us is that we do activities that are sort of an in aberration from what teenagers typically do. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. People don't understand it sometimes when you tell them. They're like, oh, okay. And it's not like, oh, okay, I understand you. It's like, oh. <laughs> all right. Like, yeah, it's kind of like, are you sure? Like, all right, that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. But, you know, it's really good to have that kind of support from friends. And, and I'm surprised. You know, I'm not, I'm not surprised, but I'm, like, super grateful that I'm in a relationship to where he understands that I have a lot to do because a lot of it has to – come first it and you know if we want to hang out on a date or something or if we want to do something together that has to be put off because I have to go do something for my business or my charity or even homework and you know I told him um I have a radio show tonight and I didn't think I did but then I got contacted that I had the had the last segment and I was like okay so cool and I told him I was like I'm scheduled for the last segment so we're gonna have to hold off anything that we have and he's like oh okay that's fine I was like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it's, it's really admirable, you know, how focused you are. I think it's great. And, you know, I think all of us kind of share that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys heard anything about like phone apps that might help with time management? Because I know one of my friends is really big on using apps to help her manage her time. But for me personally, I just use the planner, as you mentioned, Caitlin, and just organize my schedule. As you mentioned, Asia, I don't really Mm -hmm. resort to technology as of yet. So I feel like whenever I pull out my phone, I automatically get distracted. There is an app. I heard of one. I can't remember the name, but one thing that just popped into my mind is Google. Google has like a planner, has a calendar. Oh. You can put in whatever you need to get done. And it just, it's there and you can color code things and you can just personalize it. So that's one thing that came up in my mind. But if I have anything later on, I can totally fill that in or something like that but I've heard of one I 
can't think right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so, so much, um, Asia, for this really riveting conversation. You are so inspiring in your ability to masterfully manage so many projects and opportunities. We definitely should take a page from your book. To keep up with Asia, be sure to check out her website at stinkyfeetgirls.com. And girls is G-U-R-L-Z. Um, to see all of her awesome apparel and accessory items and watch her videos on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash user slash city rogue. As always, all good things must come to an end. And this show gave us the tools that we need to live productively and budget our time effectively to make the most of our days. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and Perry Damone's Kid Star for producing the show where we empower kids. Thanks to Voice America Kids crew, especially Bruce Saltstein. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thanks to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Hannah Hundle. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For more info on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be a time manager and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you would let yourself go. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm. Now from the now from the Kickstarter of the month, here is the Wisp Pops and their song Sea Turtle. So many clues
Kids start album of the month. 